Section thirty of O Henry Encore by O Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. Thanksgiving remarks. A great many people who are skeptical on other subjects swallow Thanksgiving Day without questioning the validity of its title. There are plenty of people in Houston who will sit at the table today with their mouths so full of turkey and dressing that they will be utterly unable to answer the smallest question about the origin of this national festival the united states is the only country in the world that has a day of national thanksgiving in commemoration of one special event among the earliest settlers in this country with the exception of cocktails were the pilgrim fathers they were a noble band of religious enthusiasts who sailed from england to america in a ship called the mayflower after a celebrated brand of soap by the same name by good fortune and fast sailing they managed to reach america before thanksgiving day they landed at plymouth rock where they were met by hon f r lubbock and welcomed with an address it was a very cold and not a good day for speeches either this heroic little band of refugees were called puritans in england which is french for abolitionists as they stood upon the bleak inhospitable shore shivering in the biting blast captain miles standish who had the stoutest heart and also the most jovial temper in the party said you fellows can't you stop chattering your teeth and shaking your knees there don't any of you look like you wanted to pass resolutions against burning anything just at present you're a jolly-looking lot of guys among the distinguished members of this band were william bradford edward winslow john alden john carver and mark antony a nephew of susan b according to the habits of true americans they had not been on land half an hour till they went into caucus to elect a governor john carver carried around the hat and collected the ballots and consequently was elected now said governor carver I hereby announce my proclamation that next Thursday shall be Thanksgiving Day. What for? asked Captain Standish. Oh, it's the proper thing, said the governor. You'll find it in all the school books and histories. Governor Carver then appointed a committee with Captain Standish as chairman to explore the country around. Captain Standish set forth at the head of his devoted followers through the deep snow while the others went to work erecting what rough shelter they could out of logs and pine boughs presently captain standish and his band returned making tracks in the snow about ten feet apart and closely pursued by a large brick-red passionate indian who was remarking wahoo-hoo-hoo at every jump governor carver advanced to meet the untutored child of the forest and said to him in simple words how me heap white chief gotty big guns you killy my soldiers me heap shoot sabe i am charmed to meet you governor said the indian my name is massasoit i am also a great chief my wigwam is down there pointing with a graceful gesture to the southwest i have just come back from slaying the tribe of the gugus you may not have heard governor that the cat came back governor carver grasped the hand of massasoit and said welcome thrice welcome to our newly discovered continent sir colonel winthrop give mr massasoit your hand 
i'll keep mine and deal him another if it's all the same to you said colonel winthrop massasoit took his place at the side of the blanket that was spread on the snow and the pasteboards were shuffled two hours later the pilgrim fathers had won from the indian chief two hundred buffalo robes one hundred pelts of the silver fox fifty tanned deer hides three hundred otter skins and one hundred fifty hides of the beaver panther and mink this was the original skin game later on in the game governor carver called the bet of twenty seven dollars worth of wampum made by massasoit with his daughter priscilla and lost on eights and trays longfellow in his beautiful poem describes what followed then from her father's tent tripping with gentle feet priscilla the puritan maiden stepped all that she knew was obedience ready to sacrifice all for her father's word priscilla the dutiful gentle and meek as the dove as the violet modest and drooping-eyed up from his poker game gazed massasoit chief of the tammanies brave as a lion up gazed massasoit then as a roebuck springs swift as an arrow or leapest coochie coochie the panther or buzzy the rattlesnake springs from his coils in the sumac bush so massasoit got a move on his chieftainlets got to his trilbies and fled to the wilderness rushing through the snowdrifts and breaking down saplings till far in the distance he looked back and saw that she followed not far behind priscilla the sprinter was not very far behind cutting a swath through the snow with her number fives right on his trail was she right on his track with a new woman look on her longing and hungry look look of a new-born hope hope for a man that might be her own tootsicums then massasoit the chief of the tammanies gave a loud yell that woke wisecoos the owl and woke catawacuus the ring-streaked coon and woke snakes in the forest then massasoit was gone like an arrow that speeds from the hunter he only touched ground on the high elevations he fled from the land of the pilgrims and puritans fled from priscilla the puritan maiden fled from priscilla who wanted to tickle him under the chin and call him her sweet tootleums thus massasoit the indian warrior laid down four races and took to the wilderness bluffed by a maiden laid down a jackpot and lost his percentage lost it to trays and eights and to the forty years lived by priscilla priscilla the maiden houston daily post thursday morning november twenty eighth eighteen ninety five end of section thirty